Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We have had some that have sent emails to us, and we're just rejoicing because in the streets of Pakistan, they had 45 decisions for Christ and say they're born again. And they're going off of Romans 10, 9 and saying, that's it, just a repentance and that's all there is. We're going to find that we have to follow him to know the Lord Jesus, not only in his person that he is the father of glory, but his work as well. If someone came to you and said, do you know John Doe? And you said, yes, I know John Doe. He's a man about 35, 40 years old, whatever the case is. And then you'd say, well, what does he do? What, is, what does he do to work for a living? And say, well, I don't know. Well, then you don't know him very well. The same is true with the Lord Jesus Christ. The newborn babes that are born of the water and the spirit, they are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, have on their wedding garment, but then they have to grow. Now we grow and they are fed milk of the word. They're unable to understand the word of righteousness, the growth into the Lord Jesus Christ in all truth. They don't understand that. Paul stated the same fact in Hebrews 5. He said, when you ought to be teachers, you have need of milk and not of strong meat to be taught again the first principles of the doctrine of Christ. And he says, but you are babies. And these newborn babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness. That word is a small case. It means a progressive light in the life-giving force of the Holy Ghost to grow up into him in all truth and all things. And that is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. But we grow up into him in all things, in all faith. That requires obedience under righteousness. So we take the scriptures. Paul states that in Romans 5, that one, by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offenses of one, so also the free gift is of one. Now, that's very self-explanatory. No way to mess it. Well, God had to have a man then. A man lost it. Fellowship with God. Only a man can redeem us back. But it has to be a perfect, spotless, blameless man. Because if he has sin in his life, then he needs a Savior. Well, the Lord looked. Jesus looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. Well, all had sinned and come short of the glory of God, conceived in sin, shaped in iniquity. Therefore, he said, my own arm brought salvation to myself. You'll see that in Isaiah 59, 16, Isaiah 63, 5. It's God's own body. You'll see it in Hebrews. In the volume of the book, I come to do thy will of God, for a body thou hast prepared me. The Spirit prepared himself a body, and therefore, under the law, to redeem us that were under the law. When he did that, he was an Adam after the fall to redeem us that were under the law. Galatians 4, verse 4. And we see that what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh. God sending his own son, the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, 
condemn sin in the flesh. And they said, well, if God sent the Son, it can't be God. It has to be a different person. And that's where they make a gross error because we see that it is given to us to know this great truth. Now, it seems right to a man that there would be two persons. But it, the Spirit and the Spirit of God, being led of the Holy Ghost, then there is revelation there that only those that seek God out of a pure heart will find it. Paul gives us that information in a bottom line description in Philippians 2, 6-8. He said, Now let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, that form is Morpha, that Morpha is, is an eternal state of being, the essence. It's not something you take off and put on and take off again or whatever. It's your very being, your essence of who you are. Jesus, who being uh, his very being in the form of God. God is spirit. Jesus is in that spirit. There he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. That robbery to be equal with God, he didn't think it would be robbery, something to be grasped upon because he is the Allah through the top. He is every attribute of the Spirit of God, and they're all equal. The love, God is love, but he's not only love, God is wisdom, and God is prudence, God is understanding, God is power. All of these attributes of God are equal. Jesus thought it not robbery to be equal, not made equal, equal with God. That means he's the Allah through the top. The A to the Z in English, the Alpha to the Omega in Greek. He's all that God is or ever will be in all his attributes. But he made himself of no reputation. Now that gives us the key there. Jesus, the Spirit of God, the Father of glory, the Lord, made himself of no reputation. That is a kenosis. He emptied out of glory. It's a self-imposed limitation upon himself. Why would he do that? to take on him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man. God in fashion as a man, yes. Why? To redeem us that were under the law. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. He was faithful unto death. God hath highly exalted him. Who is that God? Why is it that Jesus is not declared to be the Son of God until the resurrection from the dead? Romans 1, 1 through 4. Why? Because he's declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. He proves he's God. He is the Father. So when he is raised up, and if he be lifted up, at that day, Jesus stated in the Gospel of John, you'll know that I'm the Father. And the Father's in me, and I'm in him. We're one. We're the same spirit. Jesus stated the same in John, the gospel according to John, second chapter, verse 19. Destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. He didn't say my father raised it up. He said, I will. Why? Because he is the father of glory. Even though he made himself of no reputation, laid aside his glory in a self-imposed limitation, to take on him the form of a servant coming under his own law. 
he still, in his truth and essence, is that spirit. He did not cease and desist from being the spirit of God. It was just a self-imposed limitation for him to work not as spirit, but as a man. And that is the foundational truth of Christ. Christ is the spirit of God. 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. The Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come to us, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ that was in them. Christ is that spirit. When he testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ. When he signified beforehand and testified of the sufferings of Christ, that's the man Christ Jesus. Well, Christ the Spirit is Christ the man. It's not Christ the Spirit and Christ Jr., the man. Now you have the beginning of the faith of God in the height, depth, length, and width of Christ that he is all the offices of the Spirit and every function of the one Spirit of God. There's only one person of God. But he effected salvation and worked it in and of himself alone. Christ is that Spirit. Took on a body of flesh and blood as his own body, Christ. And then after the death, burial, and resurrection, he raised up his own body and went back to the former glory, glorified by the Father's own self with all power in heaven and earth given unto him, the man Christ Jesus, Matthew 28, 18. That same man Jesus was made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. That is the basics of the foundation truth of Christ. Acts 2, 36, let all the house of Israel know assuredly, without a shadow of a doubt, that same Jesus whom you crucified, the man, flesh and blood, that man that you crucified, God, has made him, the man, both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost. There's only one Christ. There's not three persons in Christ. Christ the Spirit is Christ the man. Just because he made himself of no reputation to take on the form of a servant, made in the likeness of man, found in fashion as a man, does not cease and desist and nullify that he is that Spirit. He always has been the Spirit, always will be that Spirit. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost, always has been and always will be. Now, there in Romans 9, 10, and 11, he, Paul, is talking about Israel, that is, after the flesh, his own brethren, to be saved. But they went about establishing the righteousness there without knowledge. They had a zeal for God, yet without knowledge. They went about establishing their own righteousness, not the righteousness of God by faith. Somebody said, well, faith is without works. No, faith has works that accompany it. Faith without works is dead being alone. And any person that tells you that that there is nothing of works that accompany faith is a liar. And they have bought into a superficial gospel that does not bring the Lord glory where we as soldiers of the cross must crucify the flesh with the affections and the lusts. 
the devil will do everything and the various denominational church world to elude the sufferings for Christ. You're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with him. Well, that doesn't fit well on the palate of uh, the, the so-called Christian ministers that are preaching a prosperity gospel. No one wants to hear that. But yet, that's the only way we see from sin. We see in 1 Peter 4.1 that for as much then Christ has suffered for us in the flesh. Christ is a spirit that took on a body of flesh and suffered in the flesh that spirit that he is coming under the own law as a man. He is that spirit, but he made himself a body of flesh and blood, took on him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men. But he had servant came under the law. So even though Jesus is that spirit, the man Christ Jesus is made in under the law. You see that in Galatians 4 verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made in under the law. So the man, Christ Jesus, even though he is the Spirit of God, the Father of glory, revealing the Father, there manifesting his name only, but he's under the law to redeem us that are under the law. So there in that interim that he is working salvation in and of himself alone, that He's not working as spirit, even though he is still spirit, but he's made himself of no reputation. Why? Because a man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. So he works only as a man. He puts a limitation on the spirit that he is, comes under his own law as the man, Christ Jesus, and then fulfills that law as a man, a flesh and blood, just like you and just like me, our kinsman redeemer. When he's tempted all points like as we are yet without sin, well, now he has the right in a free will offering to offer himself free willingly. And Jesus states that no man taketh my life from me. I have power to lay it down, I have power to take it again. This I've received of my father. And Jesus declares that in three days, he will lift up his own body. He states that in John 2, 19, the gospel of John. Destroy this temple. Three days, I will raise it up. The Jews said 40 and six years were they in building this temple, and you're going to raise it up in three days. Jesus spake of the temple of his body. He did it. And that's the reason he declared to be the son of God. Until he does, he tells, tell no man the vision because he's not declared to be the son of God until the resurrection from the dead. Romans 1, verse 1 through 4. Well, after he does, he goes back to his former glory, glorified with the Father's own self. Therefore, for a short interim, the word was made flesh. The Father was revealed. And no man has seen God at any time, but the only begotten Son of God, which is the only begotten God, the only begotten one, he hath declared him. We'll see that, that in uh, Jesus that is in, even in the days of his flesh, is in the bosom of the Father, even while he's standing in the earth. 
and on the earth talking to his disciples. He states that in John 3.13, No man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. So the fallacy is, is when a minister says that all you do is confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus with an intellectual stating of in the intellect that Jesus is the Lord and you believe in your heart. They don't understand what that heart is. Believe there is pisteo. It's a Greek word that is stated, not transitive. Nothing we can do. It's all done by Jesus on the cross. But to believe, we have to believe in the heart, not in the mind, not just saying, Jesus, come into my heart. That won't get it. Or saying the sinner's prayer, Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me for my sins. And I want to be born again. That won't get it. Because you're not born again until you're born of the water and the spirit. John 3. That was given to us by Peter who had the keys to the kingdom. Stating, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sin. There's no other way to have your sins remitted. The circumcision, cutting away of the body, the sins of the flesh, is only by being buried with Jesus in baptism. You'll see that in Acts 2.38. The blood name of God, the revealed name of God, Acts 4.12. You'll see it again in Acts 8.16. You'll see it again in Acts 10. You'll see it again in Acts 19. You'll see it again in Acts 22 with Paul himself being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. No one ever was baptized Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's not the name. And no one ever dropped down on their knees and said the sinner's prayer. Or no one ever said, Jesus, come into my heart. It's not there. But yet the preachers tell us that. Behind the pulpit with a straight face, thinking they're right. That's what they've been taught in their seminaries. Well, let's take a look at it. Romans 10, verse 9. It states that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, what are you confessing? Jesus? No. The Lord Jesus. How many lords are there? One. There's one body, one spirit, and one hope of our calling, and one Lord. One spirit, one Lord, not two lords, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God, who is above all, Father of us all and in us all. Who? The Father. Who's that? That's Christ. It's Jesus in you, the Holy Ghost. He is now glorified by the Father's own self, John 17, 5. He's always been the Father in John 10, 30. I and my Father are one, the self-same spirit. Jesus stated he's the Father in John 8, 24. That you believe that I am he, you'll die in your sins. That's stated by Jesus himself. Well, then what do you have to confess? You have to confess with your mouth the Lord, that Jesus is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory. If you don't do that, there's no salvation. And believe in thine heart. Believe is a pasteo, and that P-I-S-T-E-O, Greek word, is stated. It's a state of being. It's not transitive. No, we have nothing to do in that work. It's all what he did. But to be a partaker of that, we have to be baptized with Jesus in his death. That's by baptism. That's a circumcision of the heart. 
the body, the sins of the flesh cut off by baptism, water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 6, 1 through 4. You'll see it in Colossians 2, 10 through 12. All you have to do is read it. But the preachers think, well, it's easier just to have somebody say, raise your hand if you accept Jesus and you're saved. That is a gross lie. And there will be many thinking they've got heaven made, believing these lying pastors and these lying ministers. And uh, they think that they're saved and on their way to heaven. When in fact, They'll hear the frightful words of Jesus, depart from me. You works of iniquity. You didn't do the will of God. Therefore, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, that we must go on to perfection. Be ye therefore perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. That's not taught. It says there in Romans 6, that whosoever you yield your members of service to obey him are you, the servants to whom you obey. Whether of sin unto death, even though you have the Spirit of God in you, or of obedience. Watch that obedience. Because without that obedience unto righteousness, doing the will of God, working your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in you both the will and the do of his good pleasure, there is no salvation for that believer. He must, she must do the will of God. That's not taught. It's oh well, you just easy believe. But say Jesus coming to my heart, you're saved. No, you're not. Repentance is not salvation. But the pride of these ministers' hearts, thinking that they are doing a great work for God, they're going up and down the coast to find one proselyte. And when they find them, they make them a twofold more child of the devil than what they are. They are ignorant of the truth and the spirit of God being led into truth. And the, the ones that know the truth, there that are not blinded by the God of this world, must lift up his name and show the error of their way. Lift up, spare, not show my people their sin. Somebody says, is that self-righteous? No, it's the righteousness of God by faith. The righteousness of God by faith is obedience unto righteousness, which must be in obedience to the leading of the Holy Ghost to do his will. They have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God that worketh in you both the will and the do of his good pleasure. Not you, but God leading you. So what do you have to do? Confess with your mouth the Lord. You have to know that Jesus is the Lord. Jehovah God Almighty, there's only one. Ephesians 4 tells us that. And believe in thine heart, not with your mind. The heart has to be circumcised. The body of the sins of the flesh cut off by baptism. Water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Where you're bad with, buried with Jesus in that watery grave. And you're raised to the newness of life. It's a circumcision made by that hand. It's a circumcision of Christ. That's Colossians 2. 10 through 12, that the body of the sins of the flesh might be cut off, circumcised by water baptism. And it's through faith. Somebody said, that's not faith. No, you've been taught it's not faith. But it is faith. It's through faith in the operation of God when he raised him from the dead. Faith in what? Faith in the operation. The operation, God's doing an operation. Yes, a spiritual operation. 
through your obedience, simply obeying the leading of the Holy Ghost and repenting and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Not because your sins are remitted. They're not remitted until you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Anybody says otherwise is a liar. Oh, they mean well, maybe good men, but they're deceived. Well, seek the Lord and he will show you. Then you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, Acts 2, 38. And then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. So now you're born again of the water and the Spirit. Water, water, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirit being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Somebody said, well, I've got the Holy Ghost. I don't see any reason why I need to be water baptized. Well, Paul there had seen the Lord on the Damascus Road. He has the revelation of the name of Jesus. I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. He has the calling of God on his life, tells him what it is. And he's blinded for three days, and God sends Ananias for him to be healed. And all of this, after seeing God, knowing the revelation of the name of God, Jesus, the only true God and eternal life, his name is Jesus, whose name is Jehovah's salvation, knowing the call of God on his life and healed of blindness, Ananias says unto Saul, Turn Paul, who wrote 14 books of the New Testament out of 27 books, said, Why tarriest thou, brother Saul? Why tarriest thou? Arise. For what reason? He's already seen God. He knows the name of, the name of God, Jesus. He knows his calling. He's healed of blindness. What else would he possibly need? Well, read it in Acts 22nd chapter. Why tarriest thou? Saul, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized. What? Washing away your sins. Calling upon the name of the Lord. There's only one way to call upon the name of the Lord, and that's water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You think you just called Jesus, and that's it. No, you invoke the name. You're called by his name. As many as been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. That's your wedding garment. But the preacher said, no. We went down the street and we had 45 decisions for Christ. You had 45 they there that they repented, but that's not salvation and they are not born again. And you have lied to them. And unless you come to the truth of being born of the water and the spirit, you will not make heaven. That's the word of God. Now, if you want to believe that, that easy believism and high-five each other and go to church with ice cream, uh, suppers, and chili dinners and whatever you want to, you'll wake up one day and find out that Jesus meant what he said and said what he meant. And it's the pride of thine heart that has to see thee. So we are nothing but shoeshine boys. We should pop the rag, shine your shoes, point them to the word of God that cannot lie. And there, that call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. And if you confess with your mouth, you've got to confess your mouth, the Lord Jesus. That's the Lord, Lord Jehovah God Almighty. And believe where? In your mind? No, in your heart. The heart has to be circumcised. You'll see that in Romans 2, 28 and 29. How's the heart circumcised? Water baptism in the name of Jesus. You see that in Romans 6, 1 through 4. Colossians 2, 10 through 12. 
And you'll see it in Romans 2, 28 and 29. He is not a Jew. That is one outwardly in the circumcision of the flesh. But he is a Jew that is born inwardly. That's believing with the heart. Whose circumcision of the, the circumcision that in the heart. Your heart is circumcised. Now you're believing with your heart. Your heart circumcised. We're in the spirit. Little s. Your human spirit. That's where the sin was there. It was carried in your human spirit, in your conscience, and that that communion that was cut off from God. You couldn't commune with him because of the sin in your life. How did you get rid of it? Water baptism in the name of Jesus. What? No, you're not. That is many were baptized. That is water baptism. We're baptized into Christ's death. That like as God raised him from the dead. So you're raised in the new of life. The body of the sins of the flesh cut off by baptism. Colossians 2, 10 through 12. It's a circumcision made without hands. The circumcision of Christ, which is faith in the operation of God. Spiritual scalpel. Cutting off the foreskin of your heart. The body of the sins of the flesh destroyed by water baptism, born of the water. So now you believe with your heart, your conscience purged from dead works. How? By water baptism. You'll see that in 1 Peter 3. There were a long suffering in the days of Noah, wherein eight souls were saved by water. Well, my preacher said, that's not so. Water baptism has nothing to do with it. That's a lie. Eight souls were saved by water. The like figure Baptism does also now save us. Peter says it does. Not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but an answer of a good conscience toward God. How can you have a good conscience? The conscience has to be purged from dead works. How? Through born of the water. There's no other way. Well, there are many that are in the book of the Revelation. Smyrna, Revelation 2. Philadelphia, Revelation 3. That say they're Jews and are not. Why? They never had the, the spiritual circumcision of the heart. That circumcision of the heart and the spirit, whose praise is not a man but of God. But they thought they were Jews. They thought they were the synagogue of God, the temple of God. But they're not. God says they're the synagogue of Satan. That would be a rude awakening, my friend. Though we're simply saying, the word of God says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. There's no other way for your sins to be remitted. You can't say the sinner's prayer. You can't ask Jesus to come in your heart. That sin still remains until you're born of the water. And that is the circumcision of the heart. That's the only way to believe with the heart, having a good conscience, answer of a good conscience toward God, the conscience being that is in your spirit, your human spirit, your conscience purged from the dead works by water baptism to serve the living God. You'll see that all through the word of God. Nowhere did anyone be baptized, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Neither did anyone ever say you were born again. Simply, you said, well, I believe on the Lord Jesus. That's it. You'll see that many will say, well, now when we have Paul and Silas and they're broken out of the jail and the jailer's about to kill himself. And he said, just believe on the Lord, you and your house and you're saved. But you don't read that they all believed and were baptized two verses later. They forget to omit that because that's the only way the body of the sins of the flesh are destroyed is by water baptism. 
Though the pride ministers, they want to go on through the proudness of their heart and the pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. They have never cracked the book open to see if these things that Paul, that Jesus spoke himself and that Peter, James, and John wrote in their epistle that there is only way for the body of the sins of flesh to be destroyed. And that's by water baptism. Can't say that repentance is salvation. Paul stated it, that godly sorrow worked with repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of, but it's not salvation. Salvation born again is of the water and the spirit born of the water, water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, Acts 2, 38. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost born of the spirit. So don't listen to this proud denominal world that in fundamentalist say that repentance is salvation. It is a gross lie, not the present truth at all. Search out of the, search you out of the book and read, not one of these things shall fail. Search the scriptures for them. We think we have eternal life. And these are they, Jesus said, that testify of me, one person, God only, Jesus Christ. Well, hope it's been a blessing to you there. If the Holy Ghost is bore witness. Well, now we're talking, somebody said, well, that's a little strong, Brother Beard. We're talking about your everlasting soul. We're not talking about buying a house or a car. We're talking about eternity here. And some proud preacher says that I said you're saved because you repented. You asked Jesus to come into your heart, which is a lie. And what we're saying, we're saying the word of God states that's not so. Paul said, have I become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth, the more I love you, the less I be loved. But we as ministers that know the truth, that adhere and believe the word of God and says what it means and means what it says, you don't have there a leg to stand on saying that saying the sinner's prayer is salvation. It's everything but salvation. It starts the godly sorrow working repentance unto salvation. It starts, get you there, but it's not. Salvation. It's not born again. Unless don't be deceived. God bear witness with your spirit. Please contact us. We would like for you to work with us in the ministry. We have Africa calling and many crusades already set up with thousands there and the ministers and their churches wanting to hear the word of God. They are born again, born of the water and the spirit. Now they're wanting to go on, not Pentecostal faith but tabernacleists, they want to go further in the present truth. We need your help. There, if God deals with you, then please contact me. You can leave a message on my phone and I'll get back to you. The country code is plus one. 903-746-4885. And I will look forward to hearing from you. You can also message me at Sealing God's People at DennisBeard.org. You'll see that on your screen. I will check that, those emails daily and those give me the information. I'll be glad to call you or look for it and email you back to where we can visit and show you the strategy of what the Lord is calling us to do. We would like for you to work with us. There, if God's calling you for it, be sure, don't pro- procrastinate. Many souls are in the balance as they're looking for the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto perfection to be brought by the fivefold ministry of which we are called for 
and you are too. Well, you can drop me a message at, at DennisBeard.org, our website, SealingGodsPeople.org, SealingGodsPeople.com. You can also join me on our private website, JCIC.tv, where you can register, allowing you to ask questions and give your comments. Well, there we want to preach the whole truth, not a partial truth, the whole truth. Reprove, rebuke, and correct so that none of us will seem to come short of entering the God's wrath in Hebrews 4. So we pray that God perfect that which is lacking in all of us, that we all may be presented by the set the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.